forest mist clings to your skin. Your footsteps crunch from leaves so thin. Lie down and turn the lights down low, like sitting by the fire's glow. The typewriter clacks loud and steady, on until the tale is ready. We'll find no way to plan ahead, no choice. All chance always misled, so settle close and candles dim, and listen to The Buddy's Grim. Buddy's Grimm invite you to read along with us using the text chapter provided on our website. Happy reading. The Mortal Quarry. Chapter 8. It's pretty hard to find a hangar to land in when you're searching a place you've never been to in your life. Even harder when you don't even know what a hangar looks like from above. And super hard when the pilots you knocked out start to wake up. When the first groan came from one of the pilots, thankfully not Captain Alexander, Nesma and Jose were pulled from their emotional and supportive mood and shoved back into stressful hysteria. Oh, nards, Jose whined, turning to watch the co-pilot start to stumble to her feet, holding her head. What do we do? Well, we have two options now, Nesma started, sounding sure of herself. We stay and hope the pilots are cool. They lend us a hand, tie your dad up, and we get to leave as soon as we land. As if. Jose said, then adding, But I wish. Option two? You knock him out with your magic and keep searching for the hangar? Nejma said, but this time without a shred of the confidence from before. A weak smile and a glance at him to top it off. Jose gave a guilty look. That's one spell I haven't been able to get even a little bit right. The most that happened was Mom admitted to sleeping well that night. Nejma pulled her lips into a very tight frown and looked at the co-pilot, who was now on her feet and looking at them through what looked like the worst headache ever, and it seemed to be disappearing at a very inconvenient rate. She looked back out the window and considered the tallest castle spires that pierced the empty stratosphere. Then we'll have to go with option B. Nejma yanked the controls up towards the castle itself, sending both the co-pilot and an oblivious anti-Kenneth stumbling back into the rear wall, a surprised wail coming from the passenger end of the plane's carriage. Champagne on my suit, whined one passenger the clearest. I'll have your job for this. Even Jose had to step back to keep balance. Whoa, where are we going now? And I thought we were going with numbers. Wouldn't it be option C anyway? Whatever. I'm under a lot of pressure here, Nejma complained. And I'm not. Focus, please. Dr. Seltzman's voice commanded from the dashboard. We gotta get as close as we can before we get gotten. Then the pilots can have the plane and your dad back. And us, Nejma gulped. And Jose cocked his head with a worried and suspicious stare. Anti-gravity spells are definitely not in my, uh, repertoire. Nejma rolled her eyes. Repertoire. And not everything requires magic, you know. Her gaze shifted from Jose to the little shimmer of a rat on his shoulder and nodded towards the co-pilot trying her best to walk up the incline to them. Can you buy us some time with her? Chanel Stamp gave a high-pitched squeak and raised paw that could possibly have been an attempt at saluting and scampered down Jose. The two were watching the gleaming metal castle creep closer while the sounds of squeaking and panicked, more human shrieking came from behind them. Sorry! Jose couldn't help but yell to her. When the castle was close enough to see the freeform-shaped windows and the new tech castle walls, Nejma decided that was a good time to let go of Jose's hand and shove it onto the controls. Just keep it steady. I'll be back. What? I can't. Hey! Jose blustered even after Nejma had already disappeared into the carriage hallway. Where is that girl going? Louise said from the dash, her face popping out for a moment. Wherever it is, she better make it fast, Jose said. The groans of the main pilot waking up somehow audible through the co-pilot's shrieks getting increasingly frantic. I have good news and bad news! Nejma yelled as she reappeared in the cockpit, picking up their bags in one hand and shifting the parachute she brought to the other. Good news would be nice, Jose said, looking too stiff from nerves to turn and look. Then you can give up the controls. Chanel, if you please, she said, and the mouse disappeared immediately, reappearing as she climbed up Nejma's pants leg. The co-pilot, now realizing the horrifying specter no longer plagued her, 
threw a new angry look at Nejma. Nejma threw a look back at her, though it was more of a questioning one, as if to say, is revenge on me really the important thing to do right now? She glanced to the now unoccupied control station, and the co-pilot paused to sneer before rushing to take the wheel. Time to go! Nejma yelled, and Jose ran to meet her, Dr. Saltzman flying from the dashboard to do the same. The ship lurched for a moment without her to power it, but the controls sputtered back to life as the main system took over itself again soon enough. You too, big bro! Nesma dragged anti-Kenneth to his feet and ran down the hall, followed by Dr. Luis's ghostly form. Jose stopped for a second beside his dad on the floor, a nasty lump beginning to form on his brow where he'd fallen. I'm officially uninviting you to the holiday gatherings, especially Founder's Day! Jose gave a big and angry raspberry that was cut short by Captain Alexander's first stirrings of consciousness, startling him into running down the hall after Nejma and the others. I don't really want to ask, but what's the bad news? He asked, catching up about halfway down the carriage hall. Bad news is, she started, opening the door to the balcony and causing the chandelier in the hall to chime as it swayed in the harsh wind. Anti-Kenneth can't go on his own! You'll have to take him! She shouted over the wind, dropping the bags to put her parachute on, wearing her backpack on her front. Jose reeled, offended. What? Why do I have to? Are you calling me small? Well, you have to admit your body mass is less than... The doctor started explaining, her ghostly voice somehow perfectly clear through the noise. Thank you! I am aware! Jose pouted before snatching the parachute from the floor and throwing it on unhappily. He pulled Anti-Kenneth away from the open door, who had been leaning half out the door to bite at the wind as it pushed his cheeks around his face. Jose shoved his own bag at Anti-Kenneth and gave him a stern look. You get to carry my bag then! You lose my stuff and I'll... I don't know what I'll do, but I'll be really annoying and inconvenient for a long time! Anti-Kenneth gave him an empty stare and Jose sighed, helping the child man into a harness. Nejma was already out on the balcony, looking below at the castle grounds and gripping the railing so hard her knuckles turned white. We got this, Nej! Jose yelled, the crack in his voice betraying his own fear. He clipped a cord from Anti-Kenneth's harness to his and pulled it taut. That's probably good, he mumbled, quiet enough not to be heard. Jose, this is crazy. Maybe we can wait until we land. Jose set a hand on her shoulder. I promise! We got this! His voice was as sad as a smile, and Nejma started to return it despite her worry. Until the plane started to steer away from the castle, no doubt because the pilots regained control. I'll get him over! You two just go! Dr. Luis appeared behind Anti-Kenneth, who had turned to continue biting at the wind. Thanks to that, at least, his sunglasses stayed taped to his hat, pressed to his face by force. The doctor held him up and dangled him about a foot off the balcony, much to Nejma's surprise. Honestly, the time you both spend dawdling, we could be at the base of the mountain by now. With the two looking like the direction shift had been more motivation than the nagging, they gave each other a meaningful look before climbing over the railing together. A moment of hesitation while clinging to the other side was swiftly dismissed at the sight of Anti-Kenneth basically tossed over the railing after them. Nudgma and Jose screamed as they fell through the open air. Anti-Kenneth, dragged along by the short cord connecting him to Jose, seemed to start screaming just because they were. We have to spread out! Nejma screamed over the deafening sound of wind that was much louder than before, the roar of the plane propellers quickly disappearing behind them. Nejma tried to flip over to face the ground using various swimming motions and managed it with some difficulty, while Jose tried his best to pull Anti-Kenneth closer by the cord so he could too. Ready to pull? This has to be the one! Jose said, pointing to the only bright orange handle on his harness. Nejma nodded and yanked hers. She was pulled back away from Jose with a grunt just before he did the same. Both of them veered away from each other before they got a hold of the handles on each side of the twunky yellow parachutes. But despite their best efforts, neither of them really knew how to steer one. The castle loomed ever nearer, but they seemed to be heading right past it to the other side of the city below. Jose, do something! The still crystal clear clarity of Dr. Saltzman's voice rang. She looked worried as she was pulled along by her grip on Anti-Kenneth, though it's not likely it was for her own safety. Jose racked his brain in a panic for the simplest, quickest spell he could think of. Gust! He shouted louder than he ever had, which was an accomplishment for the all-time champion of Shout Chicken. Jose was never too embarrassed to yell weird things in public if it was to beat Nejma at a game. Why are you summoning more wind? Luis yelled, exasperated, but it turned out to be just what they needed. 
The extra burst of wind pushed them just over the edge of the castle wall and into the gardens for a painful landing in the fig trees. They were scratched up and bruised, but safe. But neither of them could be sure of the other, because as far as they could see, they were stuck in the trees alone. Or, at least, Najma was. times can we do it <laughs> apparently like four what was that four do do i math hello welcome to buddy's grim it's me kc <laughs> and i'm luna and this is buddy's grim <laughs> this is a and very we're really good at openings opener i was just saying that we said it at the same time in different ways cool so uh we got some extreme sports in this chapter Yes. It's like High School Musical, but in reverse. Because last chapter they were singing. And this chapter they would play in air basketball. basketball. Yeah. <laughs> so they were playing basketball in the air using everybody's <laughs> favorite basketball, the parachute. Yes, the, the Twinkie parachute. Yes. Oh, that is definitely one of my notes. I don't know what order. Because I, I have notes. Per the usual, I have notes. Yes, as is the the name of the game here. It's pretty standard at this point. Um, my first note was Onards, which I think we covered pretty effectively. Mm-hmm. Onards. My second note, okay, okay. Upon writing the last chapter, I was like, ooh, wow, like what a good resolution. Like everybody's knocked out. They're flying the plane. We're doing it. Oh, there's the mountain. I did not anticipate them landing. Or. Nope. The other people, the unconscious folk, waking up. Which seems stupid upon reflection. <laughs> but No, but like actually, like I literally was like, oh, it's all wrapped up. We can go home. Like they're going to get to the castle and everything's going to be beautiful. No, things have consequences. <laughs> wow. Actions have consequences since when? It's crazy, right? Yes. I like, oh my God. Okay, sorry. This is a side note. We're going to get back to the conversation in a second. But as you can hear, I'm sitting in the loudest chair known to man because I'm not in my usual location. I also just hit my mic. So you may be hearing lots of additional noises on my end. Please try not to make. Sorry, I was too busy making extra work for you um, to think of a good answer. But yeah, I'm currently in a chiropractic office. In a not stranger, but not friends, office, an acquaintance, and sort of. I've taken out. You know him, yes. Their trash before. He is employed by the people that gave birth to me. But I can't be more specific, because then he'll know I used his office. But you know him, yes. More or less. You are acquainted with him. You could say. Certainly, uh, we have met. He is, he is an acquaintance then. <laughs> he is acquainted with me. Therefore, <laughs> we are acquaintances. This is true. Yes. Yes. Anyway, yes. So I didn't think about the fact that all actions have consequences and therefore like knocking people out that would know how to land the plane would land the plane. Like that's a whole deal. So that was a good choice. Having... Two kids who have never even been on a plane trying to steer one safely. Also full of other people. To be fair, though, Lulu is doing exactly all of the work. Pretty much. Jose and Nejma are like, we're trying our best. Although Nejma took heckin' charge in this chapter, and I love that. Yeah. And she used the phrase, get gotten, which was my next note. <laughs> yes. A lot of my notes are just things that you said in this chapter that I thought were funny. It was a, it was a not silly chapter, but it had a lot of silly moments, and I, I liked that. I liked your silly moments. Thank you. Silly, silly 
Silly gal. I would not say that. I put a lot of thought into it, though. Oh, you're like one of those thinking gals that I've heard so much about. Could make a really and a really mean joke here and say, I guess you would know nothing of that. Ah, ha, ha, ha. <laughs> I'm in an office building. I just realized <laughs> you had no quick response to it. So you just. <laughs> <laughs> I just pretended I was a siren or a baby or both. There is a young baby out there in the world who is a siren. Your next note. Baby siren is out there. I am sure. But not like the hot siren, like a, a school bell or a. What fire, is your next note? Fighter siren. My next. What note, is your next note? My next note is also just a word. It's Reppy Tower. <laughs> Someone. I thought that was so He's cute. Trying. He's trying. Okay, this is a theme I've noticed with your chapters, though. I think, okay, I, I might be like on family-friendly crack. I couldn't think of a better way to phrase that. <laughs> like, is this the first time you've done that? No. I didn't think so. Okay, good. Misma. Misma. I was trying to figure out what else, because I... When you did that, I was like, oh, yeah, that's like a thing Jose does. And then I realized that I have never done that with Jose. And then I had like a moment where I was like, is this a thing that Jose does? Or is it just so deeply ingrained in his character to not know how to say big words as an 18-year-old boy that I'm like, I just expected that from him. Either way, it was it was. There are odd words that I attribute to Nejma knowing because she's a writer. She's a poet. Yeah. She's got those creative cells in her brain. Vocabulary. Vocabulary. My new character is Dracula. <laughs> Vocabulary. Rappy Tower. Please don't. You don't like this. Uh, anyway, yeah. I feel like you're really good at like aggressively representing Jose as a character, and I love that. None of these have been questioned so far. It's just me saying all the words <laughs> I like. But no, seriously, though. Okay, I do have a question, though. Hmm. So, yes. after we get... After... <laughs> sorry. Uh, <laughs> so, Chanel just, like, crawls up the co-pilot, and he just has to deal with... Oh, my God. Luna's sending me a secret hand signal. I sent it back. Oh, my gosh. Now, how do we, how do we possibly... <laughs> how could... Okay, we have a secret hand signal that we pass back and forth. It's very personal and deep and full of meaning. Um, it's... Per, how do you spell it? It's the L-E-Z-Z-B-E-A-N-S signal. Mm-hmm. It's the, the reverse okay. This is, like, really not important to Buddy's Grim at all, but I think you guys need to know. It's the meme upside down okay. Got him. Got him. That's it. Well, now it's not, it's now not, it's not creative a secret at all. anymore. Now it's not. Oh, my God. We write books, so we couldn't even think of our own hand signal. Mm-hmm. We thought of a cool name for it, though. I don't know if that's how you spell it, but that's how I spell it. Anyway, I'm going to finish answering this question. <laughs> so Chanel just, like, curls up that co-pilot. Is that the plan? Yeah. Chanel just, like, climbs up the co-pilot, starts, like, skittering all around her, and people are usually afraid of rats. More so when they are ghosts. This is true. Oh, that's another question. I'm going to ask that in a second. Isn't the co-pilot a dude? What? I don't know. I don't think... I don't think you attributed genders to them. I don't think I did. I always envisioned them as a dude. Well, color me wrong. Eh, who knows? So, so the ghost, they saw co-pilot, Mick co-pilot, saw a ghost. So they know someone's a necromancer. See, this could be a troubling moment if they if they are connected. See, they probably aren't because they're like all scared and stuff. But that's an interesting. They got higher ups to report to. Da-na-na. That's an interesting setup. Ooh, that was that on purpose. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Ooh. Ooh, okay. And you I know like that dad's going to report something. Oh, absolutely. He's mad now. Yeah, he's a mad dad. Bad, mad dad. Not glad. A tad sad. He is angry. Yep. He's an angry, angry 
dad. Couldn't find something to rhyme with angry? I really couldn't. <laughs> angry, angry, mangry. Nope, doesn't work. It, to- it totally did. Totally worked. Um, also, last note about this. Chanel Stamp, basically you've established... Okay, I, to be fair, I gave her at least a basic knowledge of human speech because she and Nejma interact. Now she's doing like human hand signals. Yeah. I really, now I'm really curious about, I don't know how much like you thought about this as like a setup, but I want to know like when animals die, do they get like more, more brain? Rats are smart. Rats are super smart. Are they? Yeah. Why do you think they use them in testing all the time? Because there's a lot of them? No. Because they're small, (laughs) easy to control, and they're smart. I feel like easy to control and smart are maybe counterintuitive. As in, again, small. You want to get one? Pick it up. Oh. Oh, yeah, that's true. So rats are smart. But have you ever been saluted by a rat? Has a rat ever been like, salute? Well, (laughs) she raised her little paw, like, as in, like, straight up. Straight up. I said it was probably trying to be a sleuth. I feel like that's smarter than the average rat. But honestly, so was what happened in like the first chapter when she was like going for that key. No, rats can do basically stuff like that. (laughs) You can communicate that much to rats. Am I just learning things about rats right now? Because like dogs are pretty smart and I guess they could get a key, but they wouldn't salute you. Maybe they would. Well, in this situation... Chanel Stamp is apparently able to understand human speech, mm-hmm. as you have established. Mm-hmm. So that does make her smarter than the average rat. <gasps> continue. I just had a thought, but continue. And animals <gasps> and people learn things the longer they are alive and she's dead, <gasps> but she's still learning. So why are you gasping? I'm writing a note for myself. Oh my gosh. Sorry. This is so small of a detail, but it's got my creative juices squirting. Oh no. That's disgusting. Oh, I'm going to see myself out of this building. Please do. Bye. Here, I'm going to do some footsteps. Bye. Those are bad. Please redo. Walk, 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 walk. <laughs> That's walk, even worse. Walk, walk, walk. Dora does it like that. I'll go quieter this time. Tip toe. Dora's tip, like four. <laughs> Dora's like at least six. She's like five. You don't let a four-year, maybe you let a five-year-old go out and do adventures with a monkey, but you don't let a four-year-old do that. Once they've passed the formative years and are at like five and they're basically like a regular person. Dora does a lot of things. That you arguably would not let a four-year-old do. Yeah, I wouldn't really give my four-year-old, like, magical maps and backpacks. I would hoard them for myself and go on adventures. But that's neither here nor there. You wouldn't give a normal four-year-old a machete and expect her to go through the jungle. I might do that, depending on if I could, like, watch. No, that's actually, no, 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 no. No, 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 no. That's not good. Anyway, can I ask about... Especially Founders Day? Sure. Well, the mountain situation had to be established at some point in time. And it was probably like, hey, we did this thing. We're still alive and we have a place to live from now on. Ta-da! We founded a place. And I also just didn't want to use any kind of existing religious holiday (laughs) to keep it kind of neutral. So That's fair. So I definitely read it as just like regular Founders Day. No. Do we have a Founder's Day? We do. Or I do. I don't what? know about you. What is it? I think it's, well, do we have a Founder's Day? I swear we have a Founder's Day. Now I'm no. just doubting everything. Are you thinking of Independence Day? Or what? I don't know anything. Founder's Day. Founder's Day 2020. It's a real thing. <laughs> um. Okay. Okay. So we have a new holiday established. I like that, though, because it's sort of in a in a very, like, loose form way it like references a sort of hitherto unexplored founders of this mountain like the the high council i feel like we're we're accidentally sort of not maybe not accidentally 
I feel like this was a very intentional choice. Mm-hmm. But we were like cobbling together like some sort of ruling class government system. And I'm very intrigued by yes. it. Yes. I'm, ve- I'm just very intrigued by it. We're setting it up at a very good pace for the audience, which is convenient because it's for us too. That's, yep, that's true. I don't know if you, you're getting this, but it's actually like weirdly, it makes you sort of check yourself because we, we're simultaneously writing it and we're the audience. Mm-hmm. So when it's not like my chapter, I'm like, I don't know. It's, it's hard to explain. You, you get it. Like, I have to... You, yeah yes the end of thought i understand completely mm-hmm. yep that's the name of our new podcast it's called how do you spell that you you don't know these letters they're not the ones that <laughs> we're used to <laughs> there's some okay. different letters it's like a bird and then like three just circles but not always no they're different and then like it looks like a flower, but also not. And then, like, a really weird line. Hey, Casey. Hey! What's your next point? <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that, was a, that was a funny joke. Anyway, the next note. <laughs> a lot of my notes are just how much I love whenever you write Jose. <laughs> you get to carry my bag then. You lose my stuff and I'll... I don't know what I'll do, but I'll be really annoying and inconvenient for a long time. Like, wow. Yes. So good. Such a beautiful Jose moment where he just doesn't know how to insult someone. Well, I went to make him be like, you lose my stuff and I'll kill you. But it didn't really <laughs> sound like Jose. So I had to change it. <laughs> I mean, even when you said that, I like laughed because it was so out of character. Mm-hmm. Also, though, the child man. Very good. You forgot. Nejma's little blunder. Which which blunder? Well, she's like option one, option two, option B. Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. I love that. She's under a lot of stress, though, man. I get it. Yeah, honestly, I feel like you do a really good job giving the characters like superhuman moments. You do good work. Well, you established very clearly they have a brother-sister relationship, and I wanted to get a real brother-sister kind of interaction in here. Mm-hmm. Like arguing over stupid things in a very high stress situation. Which I absolutely appreciate because I remember we talked about in my chapter how like it got a little bit sickly sweet because I was going to totally destroy it and then I didn't. And now it's like like this is this is doing what my original extra twist that I was going to put in would have done. But in such a better like brother sister way. So good. So very good. Like you can always tell. When people who don't have siblings write siblings because they're like, oh, man, I love you, brother. I love you, too, sis. Hug. Hey, 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 I have siblings. And maybe sometimes you got to tell them you love them. (laughs) Whatever. You do. But it's usually awkward. Okay. And the actually sincere moments are rare. But they do Mm -hmm. happen. But it's mostly the stupidest arguments. Mm Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, yes. This is true. Mm-hmm. Also, though, I do need you. I do. You probably did this in the chapter. I I obviously have not heard the edited version because I just heard the unedited version. Real and raw. And um, it was bad. I just, I just need you to re re uh, capture the anti Kenneth scream, please. Any day now. Anytime is good. No? She's shaking her head and at me, And I folks. just cut it from the recording and pasted it here. Can I hear that scream? What, what was your voice for him again? Souls. <laughs> That's funny. You monster. I wanted her to recreate it, whatever it ended up being. Is what I imagine. Oh, wait, no, I totally, I got you. I have your recording from earlier. That's going to be right here. You've been pwned. Luna says no. She is speaking in sign language. Okay, cool. She's back. (laughs) You don't have the recording. I do. Well, 
Okay, side note though, I'm gonna be editing Buddy's Grim the talkie parts now. Meh. We cut right, right, and wrong so that I could do work more work on Buddy's Grim and you could have more time for Myth Illogical. Well, thank you very much. Anyway, I think most of this is probably gonna be cut because this is all behind the scenes work. Yep. We should go back with a totally natural, totally natural intro. You know what I'm saying? Like, like we were totally we should both fake laugh. Ready? Three, two, one. <laughs> what a funny joke you just told. We were talking about brother and sister relationships. What a funny joke. Those don't because exist. Because I do remember, I don't know what show just it was kidding. from or if it was new or not, but there were two adult brother and sister people arguing about how one of them killed the other's Tamagotchi pets. Oh my God, you don't do that. When they were little. You don't do that. Take the batteries out. Because the the owner, the <laughs> owner <laughs> went on vacation and they needed someone to take care of them. And then they came back and they were dead and they were just fighting about that. I don't know if I've seen that show, but I definitely, that particular scenario sounds familiar to me. I feel like you might've talked to like me about it before off podcast. Just kidding. We don't talk off the podcast. It's just here. Mm-hmm. I feel like you always are really good about sibling stuff though, because you have many a sibling of your own. I do. And we are the not usually affectionate type. Yeah. I mean, that's the same with me and my sister. Me and my bro are tight, though. My little bro. My siblings and I, how we be, quote unquote, affectionate is like, hey, stupid. Hey, nerd. Look at this. I thought of you. And I'll send them something like that they're interested in. Oh, yeah. But it always comes with an insult first. That's beautiful. I see. I don't insult my siblings because my sister would actually kill me. Like not. Maybe verbally, but also physically. I feel like there. Are, she's a dancer. She knows how to take someone down. She doesn't want to. She's a nice person, but she could if she needed to. Sometimes, apparently. Therefore, I am very polite to her. And my brother. <laughs> yeah, my, actually, my brother. I'm like meaner too. I did give him a phobia of like running up the stairs, but that was like sort of a ingrained throughout <laughs> childhood by just whenever he walked up the stairs, I would just run at him on all fours up the stairs until he, <laughs> he got a phobia. And now whenever he's walking up the stairs, I'll walk behind him and he'll literally turn around and be like, you have to walk in front of me. <laughs> Anytime we're going up any stairs ever. It's actually so funny. This is, this is off topic. <laughs> That's very not nice. It's so funny though. The best news the best news. The best part about it, though, is when my mom found out about it, instead of being like, oh, how could you do this to my baby? Which, like, I definitely thought she was going to be like, but no, she started to do it, too. <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't go what? on all fours because she she is, has some dignity. But she whenever he's walking up the stairs, she'll just bolt after him. And so he'll look back now and he'll <laughs> see two women, one on their hands and knees, one just straight up running after him. <laughs> It's so oh, no. funny. It's so funny. Also, the first time I met Luna's little brother, he was in a full body banana suit. One of them. Okay. And the second time I met him, he was in a full body dog suit. I didn't see him in a human suit for like a year. Human suit sounds gross. One. Two. It's just regular clothes. <laughs> it's just regular clothes. What does this have to do with anything? It really doesn't. We should get back to the matter at hand. Actually, while we're at it, uh, I'm just going to scroll down and see if I have any more that are just me talking about how great you are. Nope. Okay. <laughs> Moving on. I lied. One more. Twonky. Ha <laughs> <laughs> Twonky. That's the, that's the thick tic. I was going to say tic tac. Let me try again. That's the thick twinkie. That's the twinkie for a hungry person. That's the twonky. <laughs> you want a twinkie, honey? No. I want a Twinkie. <laughs> it's like, it's it's a Twinkie, but it's... That's in a little adult humor for you there. Kind of disguised. Oh Twink my twink. God, I didn't even get it. <laughs> I can't see. I just thought it was a fat Twinkie. Like, no. I just, I, it just seems like a chunky Twinkie. A Twinkie. It just sounded like a thick word. I didn't realize you were trying to add in a whole bunch of slang. If by a whole bunch, I mean one word of slang. 
Wow. This joke has many layers. Like Shrek. Shrek is a twonky. (laughs) (laughs) That's gross. (laughs) I like your your fiddling old man voice as you laugh. (laughs) Listen, I... As I age, I creep closer and closer to, like, old man McGucket. (laughs) You're a prospector? A very bad one. I can't think of a prospecting joke. No gold yet. I can't. There. Oh, wait. No, that's not true. I'm an excellent prospector. The last chapter, I introduced a single nugget of gold. I thought you were going to be like, I am an excellent prospector. I have so much comedy gold. No, I'm a little too self-aware for that joke. <laughs> but I'm, I know. I'm funny. I'm so funny. And beautiful. And humble. Moving on. Anyway, I want you to explain to me the rules of Shout Chicken now. I feel like this is getting very off track, but I have a lot of questions that are sort of... And comments that are sort of... You've never played Shout Chicken? I've played like... Well, I had to give it a kitty name. It does have a, a kind of naughty word as the, the game name. Say it, coward. It's penis. Is that the whole name of it? Yeah. It's just the man's ding dong? (laughs) That's a little too much. But shout chicken is when you pick something embarrassing to say. Like a dirty word or just like, I'm really dumb. (laughs) Anything kind of just embarrassing to say in any way. And in any kind of situation, always around other people or in public, you have to see who is brave enough to say it the loudest. Oh, my gosh. What? Why is that the best game ever? And I've never played it. We played it all the time in middle school. I've never even heard of that. I thought you were about to say we played it together. And I was like, was I unconscious? (laughs) Oh, no, that's so cool. We just like... Freaking hit each other on the calf in middle school. That was the game we played. <laughs> calf slapping. Slaps. Yeah. Just calf slap or butt slap. There were boys that did that in my schools too. Oh my gosh. Okay. Sorry. Shout chicken is a great idea. I definitely thought you made it up though. And I was about to be like, tell me everything. No. It's just like playing chicken, but with yelling. Also though, I, I gotta imagine like Jose and Nejma playing shout chicken and Nejma being like, I'm dumb. I'm dumb. And Jose being like, I'm dumb! Like, just (laughs) as loud. Again, I just screamed this right in an office building. Um, (laughs) Somebody's concerned. Somebody's gonna call cops on you. (laughs) They're gonna be like, someone there's literally screaming. Or they're having a breakdown, one or the other. Um, Oh, man, we've, we've really just reverted back into me being like, that's so Jose. But it is, though. It is so Jose. And so Raven. Dated joke. But I had to do it. But. (laughs) But. This confirms that Nejma did play with him. Yes. Because they've been friends forever. But Jose is the all-time champion. Oh, yeah. Especially, I feel like, with Nejma, I feel like he could just say it at a regular volume. And he would probably be the all-time champion. Yeah, but you know it would be a go... It would go exactly like you just did an example of, like, (laughs) it was at a one, a two, a three, and then a ten. Yep, absolutely. Oh, my gosh. What what a beautiful mental image. I do love these kids. Okay, I guess, okay, okay, moving moving along. Mm -hmm. I want to know about this castle that you've established. Yes. They were aiming for the castle. Why? This is the first mention of a castle. Except for, I guess, Faraday Castle. You said there were the suits, the special suits the in a castle. Suits. Did I? Yes. Yes. I'm on family-friendly crack again. They keep them in the castle. And then you were like, they're on this mountain, the Tech and Culture Central. Because Demon Wall, still don't like that name, hey, I didn't is get the medical it. center. Yeah, they're the tech center. Oh. They'd be in the... I did that? Mm-hmm. I'm having like an out-of-body, also very Steve Urkel moment. Did I do that? Because I can't... 
<laughs> it's been too long. Well, never mind. If you're reading the book this like a book. This is a good evidence of how much Casey does not pay attention to what she says. Okay. I say a lot of things. Also, though, <laughs> tell me if you're feeling this. I have a really hard time keeping the information straight when I'm not in charge of all of it. Yeah. That was such a... Yeah. You're like, uh, kind of, I guess. But not really. Because I'm Luna. <laughs> Meh. I just re-listen to stuff before I write again. I mean... Same. Ish. I normally just read the chapter, honestly, which is maybe bad, but I edit these. Ish. Okay, fine. You win this round. I need to go back through and just read the book like a book. <laughs> That's what I think I'm missing. Do you do that? Nope. I just like haven't read it straight through yet. Ah, I'm having a moment. I'll bet you it'll be really like disjointed, <laughs> scraggly, disjointed. <laughs> just off in all different directions. Oh, I bet, though. Oh, boy. Howdy. I'll report back. Well, I have to write the next chapter. I'll do that before I start writing. I'll tie up like 57 loose ends and end the book. I'm kidding. The difference in our writing styles is palpable. It is quite strong. Although I did try to match yours more this time. I saw I saw it. I Yeah, I can see it. I love I love jokes. What can I say? I, God, Lord, I keep hitting my mic and licking it. Not on purpose. Not just in dialogue. I mean, like, the narrator. Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. I love, like, getting some some personality in the narrator. Mwah, chef's kiss. Even in third person. Ah, third person. Objective. Blah. Even though we've, we've veered so far off of third person objective. Oh, yeah. Not so far. Just ish far. Anyway, so they're at a castle now. Yes. It's a tech setter. So they have like tech trees, I'm imagining. Probably solar ones. I'm seeing a very, very clear picture being formed. Well, thank you. You're welcome. So now Nejma is stuck in the trees and Jose is not, right? Well, they both are. At the end, it's like, they were safe. Just kidding, stupid. Okay, they are. They are, but they're separate and they can't see each other. Uh, but Jose oh. has Anta Kenneth and also Dr. Luis with him. Nejma does not. Nejma's all by her lonesome. I also feel like someone is is bound to find them just flumping into a into some trees. Oh yes. Everybody notices like hot air balloons in the sky or little planes. Usually paragliders too. Yeah. Parachutes. Somebody's gotta have seen them. Oh, you know what I just realized? I gotta learn a lot about 80s tech before the next chapter. Mm-hmm. Because I was just thinking like, oh, tech trees. And then I'm like, wait, no, no, no. It's the 80s. The 80s didn't have tech trees. Maybe. I mean, maybe they did. I don't know what the 80s had. I wasn't alive back then. Walkmans. I don't know. Boom boxes. They had Walkmans. They had like. And low tech computers. Yes. And synthopop music. That is about the extent of my knowledge. And like, uh, what other things have we referenced? Uh, uh, they had tw- Twinkies. Not as good of a name as Twinkies. <laughs> Twinkies were invented in 1930, so. Oh my gosh, really? And the first Twinkie is still around. It's crazy. Yep. Um, Yeah, sorry, I just zoned out. I'm just thinking about Twinkies and Twinkies and what their differences and similarities would be. <laughs> I feel like Twinkies would be like fortified with like protein for gains. Perfect. Or something. It'd be like a thick Twinkie. Anyway, I need to like... Stop thinking about Twinkies. I'm like mm-hmm. <laughs> playing out like a whole business model in my head. Like, how are we going to pitch Twinkies? <laughs> Who, who's going to pick up Twinkies? And then you would get immediately sued. We can sp- no, because it's not the same. It is basically the same. And we can sponsor this entire book with Twinkies. <laughs> next. Okay, next. Next is more of like a, finally, like an actual good question for you. What, what, were, what were your thoughts going into this chapter after a chapter that so clearly deviated from sort of the standard, like, vibe, honestly. Writing a chapter straight after a chapter that had sing-alongs on it. Right, like, because they were all pretty standard. but, like, singing. Right, I mean, you could sing along if you learn the words. Wink, check out SoundCloud for more information. Um, <laughs> this question you wanted to ask. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. What was it like getting back to normal? Like, like did you think about that? Was that something that crossed your mind? Of course. One, 
no singing this time. I don't want to write that. I don't have the technology to make the music is the most important part. Two, I tried to keep it matching your style as most, the best that I could. Jokey, especially in the narrative. But I did have to keep the story moving and take the consequences of what you shoved in your last (laughs) chapter and set them rolling. So it wasn't too hard. It was just I had to do it all in a way that matched to the best of my ability. I think you did really good. I think that before and after the musical number, mostly before, like it wasn't great. Like Jose and his dad were, you know, not obviously having a very good relationship and they were fighting or whatever. Um, And musical sort of turned everything sort of fluffy. And like, I think that's probably part of the soul bear spell. It makes you have to bear your soul in song. So it's like a sort of sweet song. And then this, and this one just sort of like brought it really hard back down to reality. And like, oh yeah, we got to like save the world. So, or at least the mountains. That was really good. What's left of the world. What's left of the, oh, I know. I don't understand. I don't know yet. Oh, one song will not change the fact that you don't know how to fly a plane. Mm-hmm. I don't know how to fly a plane, but I think we can. Just kidding. No, you don't. <laughs> Just kidding. We still can't. Hmm. <laughs> so those were pretty much all my notes specific to this chapter. I have like a question about the book at large, but before I ask it, you got notes? Um, Just for the whole thing. I did put a lot of Jose in there, yes, but I did put a lot of the others in there, too. You did. Because I didn't want Jose to be the focus. I actually did notice that there was a lot of Luis. But he's still your favorite character. <laughs> actually, Nedjma's my favorite character. <laughs> I didn't give her a lot of love in the musical number. There you go. I did make her take charge a lot more, mm-hmm. even though she's still frazzled and stressed. I usually forget about Chanel Stamp, but I used her this time. Yes, Chanel Stamp coming back. Honestly, I forget about her too. Poor Chanel. Dr. Luis is turning into kind of a a nag. She definitely reads as the mom friend or the dad friend, the mm-hmm. parental friend, I should say. But also her agreeing with, with Nejma being like, yeah, Jose small. <laughs> yeah. I'm glad that like we're both sort of creating her the same way as this sort of like a little socially unaware blunt but just lovable woman (laughs) she's just like but it's true like yes and it is so many characters to keep track of and make like not absent at any point yeah I was thinking I'm I'm really glad that you like did some anti-Kenneth stuff in here like him just freaking biting the air through his gauzy mouth I need to I need to work on him some more, I think, in the next chapter. Because he, the musical number, he was just sort of there. Mm-hmm. I did notice that. Well, what he's bound and gagged. Like, he's not going to sing. I did have someone who listened to the show. I was talking to them and they were like, uh, so like, is Anti-Kenneth going to sing? That'd be funny. And I was like, oof. Oof. He does. He does. Not a thing. Not a, not a one thing in that chapter. Mm-hmm. And then there was that awkward moment when we just forgot about Chanel Stamp for like two chapters, <laughs> which which ended up which ended up being okay. But it was it it seemed like it was intentional, but really it was because we both just forgot she existed. Yeah, pretty much. Ugh, good times. Also, I feel the need to point out because maybe you did not notice, Doctor Saltzman can move slash touch physically. Anti Kenneth. She can? Yeah, she picked him up. So she... Okay. Was that... Was she not... Did we think that she couldn't do that? Well, she hasn't touched anything so far. Oh! She's gone through stuff. Mm-hmm. Add that to the list of things I hadn't, like, really thought about. Oh, my brain does not like this. I was working on the logic that he is a specter and therefore has ghostly energy whatnot she can manipulate. Oh, oh, I'm going to make a list because I am dying. But she can move him. She picked him up and she threw him over the ship. She did, which was hilarious also. Because she that's also very in character for her to be like, you guys are taking far too long. And then just like throwing 
freaking anti Ken is just yeeting him off the building or the uh, airship. Oh, yes. I feel like that's just a beautiful parallel for the entire book so far. <laughs> Thank you for noticing. Oh, you're welcome. I put a lot into this one. You did. It was very nice. And we're back to Dracula. Check the word count, baby. You did. It was very nice. Check the word count, baby. Oh, okay. Oh, oh we got to really go. We got to really go. F- Hold on. Go like this. Go like this. No. Copy. Wordscounter.com. Oh, my gosh. That's what I used to count words. I'm checking the words counts, baby. It's. 17,006, wait, 1,764 words. Ooh, look at you go. It's longer than the other ones. She's making a thicker boy. I did notice that, actually. I was like, yeah. Yeah, Luna, beefing it up. Not in the bad way where it's bad, but a good beef. The, the good, good beef. beef. <laughs> That's like the PG way to say the good, Kush. The good beef. <laughs> 100% wag you, baby. Wag you, beef. Wag who? Wag you. <laughs> excuse me? You're excused. Could you say that just one more time for posterity, please? Wag you, beef. Well, that was so much different. But I said it again. Wag you, beef. I can't even. Beef. I don't think I can replicate that voice crack. You gotta squeak. Beef. I can't. Man, my voice is too deep for that. Wag you. No, you got to squeak and crack your voice. Wow. <laughs> All right, moving on. Did I do it? I like that they immediately, though, like at the beginning, it's like, we got to find a hanger. And then they're like, just kidding. It's castle time. We got to find a, a hanger. Oh, dang. The bad people are waking up. Wait. We wait, can't anymore. Wait. We gotta find a hanger. Oh, danger. The bad people are waking up. <sighs> okay, it wasn't a very good joke. Please feel free to move on. No, it was not. I am sad. You can do better, Casey. You're a comedian. Can I? Can I? Can I really? Can you? Can you beef? Can you beef? Like Wagyu beef? But can you beef? But? Wag you beef, but can you beef? I think I'm having a seizure. <laughs> <laughs> we need to move on. I don't get that one. Because it's like, wag. Because <laughs> it's like. All right, moving on. Because it's like, wag you, and then can you beef? You're reaching. Yep. <laughs> Time to go. Time to go. Out the plane. But I think that we can. That's that's pretty much it. I quite enjoyed the chapter. Shoot. What? I'm in an office. Yeah? I don't have the twist list here. You can like scroll real weird and then like your finger can land on one. <gasps> okay, that's smart. I was just going to re-record myself being both of us and just be like, no. <laughs> be like, here I go. I'm pulling the twist. <laughs> ruffle, 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 ruffle. And then, like, you, I'll be you, and you'll be like, I can do the noise then. Wait, I can do the noise then. I'm Luna. I like doing art things. What? What? Are you ready to guess the twist? Are you ready to guess the twist? What are you doing? What are you doing? Casey's dumb. I'm trying to assimilate. Dumb. (laughs) Is that what you said? I I missed half of it because I was talking. Casey's dumb. Casey's dumb. <laughs> I didn't say it. I said it in my own stupid voice. Hold on. I'll say it better. No, I don't want to say it again. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Oh, shoot. Okay. Are you ready for the twist? List. In the wise words of Sir Francis Bacon. Let's twist. Okay. You got to guess. I'm going to guess. Jeez. Dad. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Oh, I really don't know. I'm so glad we haven't had, like, anyone's with the villain yet, because we don't even have, like, a real mm-hmm. villain. Which is fine for how the story's going, but it would be a it'd be a real thorn in the side if we got a villain one. Have to do, like, a POV switch or something. 
Oh, we could technically because third person. But I know we're not really sticking to third person objective, but that would be totally doable. Um, geez, I don't know. <laughs> I didn't specifically write it to hide it just to spite you. I just kind of forgot about it and then put it in there as an afterthought. Oh, Is it someone disappears? Mm-mm. Okay, I was thinking like Nejma disappeared from the others, but that's not it. I'm gonna mess this one up. <laughs> oh, I don't know. <laughs> You're forced to go somewhere you never wanted to? No. Why? Where would that be? They didn't go to the hangar. They were going to the castle. The whole beginning was like, we gotta find a hangar. That was like three different voices to land that just came out as one. So they can get off and go to the castle. To land. You know what? I have limited options here. Oh. You got one more guess then. Oh my God. I know. I'm gonna not get it. Okay, my third twist is they jump out of an airplane. Is that the one? Oh, no, but that would match very well. I am just kidding. No, I'm just kidding. That's not a real twist. I just wanted to be right before I was wrong. Fine, last hint. Are you ready? I'm so ready because I'm suffering. This twist happens twice. Twice? Yeah, technically. Oh, my God. You're about to be disappointed in me because I'm not going to get it right. A new power is unlocked. What power would that be, Casey? Jose was real bad at the spells, but he does a good old gusty spell. No, he did that before. It's not new at all. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> what is it? What is it? Tell me. Somebody gets injured. How? When do people get injured? They get like smooshed in the trees a little bit. Yeah, they get all messed up in the trees for one, two. Captain Dad, he's got his face all messed up. Oh. I messed up. Yeah, well, that does make sense. So I have to pick two. Yep. Are you ready? I think... Here, I'm just going to record two times of me rustling these papers. Yeah, rustle some papers for me, please. Just so I can so I can feel like I'm doing it myself. Craft an immersive experience for me. Thank you. All right. Now what I'm going to do is just put two fingers on the screen, I think, and then just like scroll up and down a bunch of times really aggressively. Yep. Wherever my two fingers land, it'll just be the one. Make sure the front's okay. big enough. Close my eyes. Scroll, 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 up, scroll down, scroll all around. Woo, we're going a circle now. Woo, wow, wow. Okay, I'm done. Well, I'm not actually on them anymore. Scoot to the side. Oh, no. Oh, no. What? What kind of a oh, no is this? Oh, no. Oh. Oh, no. I picked some... Okay, hold on. I'm going to quickly copy these down. Oh, you picked two already? I picked... I. What I did was I had two fingers on the screen, like, just in, like, a really fat peace sign. Oh, okay. So that they would land on different parts of the page. Um. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> one of them... Okay, one of them... One of them is very, very good. Fitting. And easy to do. Very fitting, very good and easy to do. And quite honestly, I was thinking it was time for this anyway. The other one, the other one, I can't say anything without giving it away. It does not fit even a little bit at all. Oh, boy. So, oh, okay. Um, That one hurts a little bit, but that's okay. <laughs> because, you know, we're here to challenge each other and ourselves. <sighs> I actually have one more question for you. Mm-hmm. About the book as a whole that I was going to ask earlier, but I forgot to. How deep in do you think we are? It feels like we're heading up to the first 
pseudo peak. Yeah. I feel like there's so much to do, but also maybe not. We are reaching the first fake climax. Yeah, that's about where I'm feeling. I wanted to get your vibe, though, because I had a horrible existential crisis where I was like, are we going to be doing this in like five years? Is it just going to be a really, really long book? I hope not. I do love this book. I think it's crazy. Yes, but I do not want to be doing it forever. No. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> anyway, any any parting thoughts? Do you have, do you have a good, good parachuting joke? Usually the one who pulls the twist does. Oh, I have to do a joke? Okay. What did the skydiver say when she jumped out of the plane and she forgot something? What did she forget? A parachute. So she said, ah. Uh. Nope. Pair, pair of shoes. So her feet were really cold, but she lived. You don't need those. Well, until next time, <laughs> stay creative. <laughs> stay grim. <laughs>